Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are ready to read 1 John. Now this is the first epistle of John. And uh, this uh, this short epistle has, is it five chapters? Five chapters. Okay. And it's not in quite the same tradition as some of the other epistles or letters. Um, it, it, I don't think it identifies its audience. I think, I think the idea here was this was written to be passed to multiple congregations here and uh, multiple congregations here, multiple congregations at the time, all of them being distant from where John was. And it was to clarify some things and to help help steer the congregations away from false teaching again that was very prevalent is it's still very prevalent we do have to be careful of that and it still happens um, now of course it happens in different ways um, it's not most of the erroneous teaching or false teaching that goes on now is just that it's it's erroneous it's an error it's not it's not an intentional thing and it's not you know being done maliciously not that there aren't some who do that but uh, I think that's very rare nowadays I think most of the times we just have fellow Christians who are in error if, if I'm in error about something I want to know that um, I think most people do so I think you know we should be one to talk to one another and engage with one another and and not be uh, you know not be upset or angry about it most of the times the little errors aren't aren't that big or deal um, you know as long as we have the main things it's the main things that are most important you know salvation and belief in Jesus and that he's the son of God and you know he's the only way that's that's what's important uh, beyond that there's a lot of other things that are you know to varying degree can be important but uh, not as important all right so we're going to look at the uh like i said the first john the first epistle or the first letter though technically like i say it doesn't read quite like a letter like the others will now i am reading in the uh, amplified bible i'm going to start here in verse one i am writing about what existed from the beginning what we have heard what we have seen with our eyes what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life the one who existed even before the beginning of the world Christ and the life and aspect of his being was manifested and we have seen it as eyewitnesses and testify and declare to you the life the eternal life who was already existing with the father and was actually made visible to us his followers what we have seen and heard we also proclaim to you so that you too may have fellowship as partners with us and indeed our fellowship which is a distinguishing mark of born-again believers is with the father and with his son Jesus Christ we are writing these things to you so that our joy in seeing you included may be made complete by having you share in the joy of salvation so these first four verses, John is reminding them that 
he and the other apostles are actual eyewitnesses. They knew Jesus here in the flesh. They knew him. They touched him. Um, they know that he was the word that was with God in the beginning, that he is the word of God. I shouldn't have used the word was because Jesus is still the word of God. He is still that. For us, since we're living in this time and the way we live, <clears throat> it's hard for us sometimes not to use that past tense. And so I apologize for that. That's uh, But we need to always remember that Jesus is. Now, he is not with us here on the earth anymore in, in a physical sense, in the way that he was with them. But the apostles, they saw him, they knew him. He was, he was their friend, their mentor. He was... You know, he was more, I mean, it's hard to be more than your Savior, right? I mean, but in a way, he was more because he was also a friend. He was um, he was right there with them, kind of even a buddy, maybe. Um, it's, it's, there's so many things that they would have had. And John was especially close to Jesus, from what we understand. So, you know, they, uh, they had a very good relationship. And what John here is doing is just reminding everyone that they did have that. And they saw it. They saw everything. They saw him die. They saw him resurrected. They still touched him and visited and ate with him after he was resurrected. So, I mean, they experienced all that. And they are eyewitnesses to all of that. And he's writing to, I think this, this goes out to multiple congregations, but he's writing to his audience and he's, he is writing to them so that they can share in salvation, so that they will understand and be able to share in this salvation that Jesus offers. And that will, you know, that will, of course, make all believers, but especially him and the other apostles, but he's talking about himself, that would make him, that would complete his joy. He would be happy to know that they are saved and that they believe. Alright, so verse 5, this is the message of God's promised revelation, which we have heard from him and now announce to you, that God is light. He is holy, his message is truthful, he is perfect in righteousness, and in him there is no darkness at all, no sin, no wickedness, no imperfection. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness of sin, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we really walk in the light, that is, live each and every day in the conformity with the precepts of God, as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another, he with us and we with him. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin by erasing the stain of sin, keeping us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations. If we say we have no sin, refusing to admit that we are sinners, we delude ourselves and the truth is not in us. His word does not live in our hearts. If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness, our wrongdoing, everything not in conformity with his will and purpose.
If we say that we have not sinned, refusing to admit acts of sin, we make him out to be a liar by contradicting him, and his word is not in us. That is the end of the chapter. This is a short chapter, but the message here in these verses is very important. It's very important that we understand that God is perfect in him. There is no sin. He is He is the light. He is the light of the universe. He is the truth. He is perfect. There is no sin or wickedness in God. On the contrary, or us, just looking at us, we do have sin. We do. We do have sin. And if we claim we do not have sin, then we're lying. We have sin. We have inner turmoil. We have all kinds of problems. But nonetheless, if we are walking the walk with the Lord, if we are working on that walk every day, following the Lord, being more and more like Jesus and like God the Father, then we are walking in the light. That doesn't mean we don't have sin. You'll notice Jesus, the blood of Jesus, cleanses us from all sin. And it's a continual, it's a continual thing. Um, it, let's see. So let's look first at the verse here. I'm sorry, I've had a little trouble. Okay, like 7, verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have um, fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. Okay? Now, if we say we have no sin, then we are deluding ourselves. Okay? That's not true. We do have sin. This is partly... Partly the reason we need to understand and admit this is that, <coughs> pardon me, we are, we are still human, we're still here in the flesh, we do have sin. Um, we need to be able to stay humble and connect with others that are here that are also sinners that need to know the Lord. So, on the one hand, we're just still human, so we can't really be perfect like the Lord is perfect. You know, Jesus was perfect, is perfect, does everything perfectly. We do not. The same with God. He does everything perfectly. He is perfect. You know, um, we do not. We're not that way. We're not that good. Not yet. Not yet. We're looking for the day of salvation when the Lord returns and we can go and be that way. But... Notice in verse 9, if we that have okay, if we admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness. There's a there's a special tense to this. Jesus' blood, that eternal, that one eternal salvation is always cleansing us of our sin. We're we're always like repenting and going to God the Father and asking for forgiveness and he is faithful and just to give us that for forgiveness. But we have to admit that we have sin. We have to admit that we have, um, you know, we make mistakes for one. I, I don't know about everyone else. You know, our thought life is a battleground. <laughs> I know my thought life is a battleground every day all the time. You know, I'm trying to 
you know, make sure that I, because it all starts in our hearts. It all starts in the thoughts and the things in our minds that no one else knows or sees except us and God, you know. And so we have this battleground going on within ourselves all the time. And sometimes it pokes out, you know, maybe we get a little snappy or a little snippy with our spouse or with someone else or or maybe someone, you know, comes at us a little aggressively and we respond and we don't respond correctly. You know, we have sin, we have mistakes we make, we have things we do that are not right. But here, he is reminding us, we, as long as we admit that and keep working on ourselves and keep walking in God's light and saying, okay, that was my mistake. I'm sorry, Lord. I want to keep following you and I'm going to keep following you. And this is a, <clears throat> again, a continual process every day, all the time. We are always doing this. Then, then we're walking in the light. You know, we admit that we have sin. We admit that we make mistakes. We repent. We confess them to the Lord, to God. He forgives us, and we continue this daily, hourly, minutely, all the time. We just keep keep this up, and we keep working, and we keep working on ourselves. Meanwhile, we also are working on other things, but, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to follow the Lord, and yes, we're going to make mistakes, we're going to have sin, we're going to mess up, but He is just to forgive us. We don't want to be someone who thinks we are better than others we don't want to be someone who says well i don't have sin i'm i'm totally removed from sin i am uh, as good as jesus himself because that is going <clears throat> too far while that is the goal i don't believe any of us reach that here on this earth and that may be rude of me to say i mean i definitely am not reaching it any time that I can see okay I'm trying I want to but I'm not there and I think we have to admit that I, you know he says don't delude ourselves we delude ourselves if we are saying we have no sin if we don't admit that we have sin we delude ourselves and the truth is not in us it's very important for us to always be humble and always realize that we too are still sinners. We're still working our salvation with the Lord, following the Lord, and following God. We're still working and trying to get ourselves uh, to heaven. We're still working and improving ourselves. We're not perfect, even though we're saved, okay? We're saved, and I know that if the Lord came back right now, I would go with him, okay? But that doesn't mean I've, I'm perfect or that I've been perfect. It just means that by the grace of God, the blood of Jesus is cleansing me of my sins. He, he cleanses me every day, all the time. I repent for my mistakes and for the things I do wrong. And he forgives me. And so I can move on. I'm treated as if I were Jesus because I was baptized into the Lord, into Christ. But I'm not that good, and I have to realize that. So, so we need to remember these things. Uh, John is very clearly, I think, explaining this. I, I don't know that I'm really adding anything great to it. Uh, I mean, put it simply, John is saying basically God has no sin. We have sin. God is just and faithful 
and forgives us our sin as long as we admit that we have it and confess and repent it and continue to follow him. That is the very skinny version, very skinny version. And as we continue to follow the Lord and, and to chase after the Lord and God, as long as we continue to seek the kingdom of heaven, we are continually being cleansed by, by Jesus' blood, the blood that he gave for us, for our, for our sins, to cleanse us and make it, and uh, to save us, to give us this, this eternal salvation. So, but we want to be careful. We want to make sure that we don't think of ourselves as being, oh, we're perfect. Oh, we're so much better than, than Joe over there or Jim or whoever. Pick your names. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it could be Susie or whoever. But we're not any better than anyone else ever. We're not any better. And uh, we need to make sure that we stay humble and realize that, yes, we do have sin too. You know, we, we still have sin and we're still working on ourselves just like everyone else. So there's a lot to this, even though it's very short. There's a lot of meaning and a lot of depth to it. And I'm sure that I'm not hitting everything. But I think it's just really extremely important that we pay attention to this and understand how, how sin is, how we are, and how God is. And how as long as we are following after the Lord and God and seeking them and seeking their wisdom and holiness and perfection and seeking to be sinless as possible, knowing that we are not without sin and admitting that we are not, you know, we can, we can continue down that path and keep seeking and we will get better and grow and, and grow spiritually, you know, more like the Lord. But, but we have to admit that, you know, the last verse here, if we say we have not sinned, we make him, God, a liar, and his word is not in us. So we don't, we don't want to be that way. We don't want to think that way. We want God's word in us. We need his wisdom. We need Jesus, who I think of as God's word. We need Jesus in us. And that's, that's what John uh, says a lot, actually. So... Alright, so that is the first chapter of First John. So I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. The Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.